Hi, this is Nayetta. Hi, this is Dre. And welcome to The The Help Help Show. Hello and welcome back. And thank you for tuning in for our seventh episode, four-part series, Make That Change, Money Matters. Today, we discuss how to take control of your money. Juanita helps spread awareness by educating the listeners on managing your debt, financial intimacy, mutual funds, how to plan for retirement, and many more lessons that are important on how to maintain your finances. Hi, this is Nayetta. This is Dre. And we are interviewing Juanita Melinez. Yes. And first of all, Juanita, I want to say thank you so, so much for taking the time to interview with Dre and I. Um, Hi, Juanita. Hi. (laughs) We're so excited because, first of all, learning about finance Come on, Dre. We, oh, my gosh. We have to learn about this. After speaking over just a few minutes, off to the side. I oh. can't wait for this show. We're going to learn I, so much. Yeah. And second of all, I'm just we're just grateful that you have taken the time to spread awareness about finance to the audience. You know, finance is the same no matter where you're from. If you're from from the UK, if you're from Sweden, if you're from Africa, it doesn't it doesn't matter. Finance is finance. So, um, first of all, thank you, thank you, and thank you. Um, let's get this show on the road. Okay. So, Juanita, how long, was it okay for me to call you Juanita? Absolutely. Okay, I have to make sure now. <laughs> Juanita, how long have you been in the financial industry? I have worked in the financial industry for just over 25 years. Okay. So, how did you start your career? What got you so interested in financing? Um, Well, I would say that I started my working career after earning my degree in accounting. I actually went to work as an accountant for a very large oil and gas company, and quite honestly, I was just bored. So I thought about going back to grad school, and then an opportunity to work for an investment management firm came up. Uh, And at the time, I didn't even really know what an investment firm did. Uh, I've got a rural background, small town, and I really didn't know anything about investment companies and I learned what they did for very wealthy people and for companies with money. So I was exposed to a whole new world and it was probably the best decision in my work career. So what do they do for like for Well, people? they're experts. Okay. Okay. So um, people who amass a certain amount of money or companies that have pension plans and retirement plans, they go to what is called institutional investment management firms and they have a whole team of experts who manage money, determine asset allocations, all these types of things. It's very difficult for what's known as the retail investor, i.e. you and me. Okay. If I want to go manage money into the stock market, how do I get started? Right. You're at a big time disadvantage. I think the best way to describe it is you're uh, in first grade on your first little football team and you're competing against the Dallas Cowboys. Yeah, I, yeah, okay. I, I lost. <laughs> yeah, you're, you're going to lose. You're going to lose. So, so most of these people have accounting degrees or what um, expertise? Are... You know, in investment management, you're going to have, uh, you know, the first guy I ever worked for, a portfolio manager, meaning he managed a portfolio. His undergrad was in um, engineering and he had an MBA. So, so he's good in math. Yeah, good math, good, you know, I think it's like anything else, intellectual curiosity, I kind of fell into it. I'm glad I didn't do the traditional accounting route. But, you know, as far as my financial career, I would have to say that started at a very early age for me. I think that most people get their financial lessons from their experiences, maybe even their family. 
I got a lot of lessons from my mom and dad. My dad grew up very poor, and he, he lived through the Depression. My mother's an immigrant from a third world country, and they both gave me a strong work ethic. But more importantly, they taught me a lot of things about money. These are some of the things I remember them saying growing up. If you can't pay cash for it, you don't need it. I, I need to use that lesson. <laughs> uh, spend less than you make. And he used yeah, that lesson that's too. That's a big one for people. Yeah. yeah. That's a big one for me. Let me. That's a big one for everyone. Yeah. Now. Lesson number two. Come on, Nike. <laughs> yes. <laughs> well, then you're going to love this one. My daddy always said this. If you make a million dollars, okay, but you spend one million dollars and one and one dollar, uh-huh. you're broke. Yeah, that's true. That's, true. that's very mm-hmm. true. I think people think if I could just make this much, and sometimes that has no bearing. You're better off making forty thousand and spending thirty eight. Hmm. You know, yeah, so you man. have to think about those types of things, um, and always have a savings account. Pull yourself up by your own bootstraps. I mean, they went on and on. It kind of drove me crazy, but <laughs> it it made me realize that. A lot of people think, what kind of education do I have to have to manage my finances? And you know what? I would tell you, you kind of just need common sense. So, yeah, you can study and yes, you can. But sometimes it's just don't don't be scared. I think a lot of times people are fearful of money management. And what if it's the unknown? It's the unknown. of the unknown. Right. It is a fearful unknown. And what about those that don't have common sense? Because I know a lot of those that don't have common sense. Why do you know? Yeah, I guess you just have to kind of uh, surround yourself with maybe people that do or learn from others. Ask a bunch of questions. Ask questions. Ask you know what? I, I will say, and, and I've always said this, I am never afraid to ask a question because there are no dumb questions. That's true. Uh, that's uh, many times that. people are so afraid to ask a question because they don't want to be embarrassed. Right. I'll be embarrassed all day long because that's the best way I know how to learn. <laughs> Me too. Now, you know, I don't want yeah. asking questions. Yeah, and I, I have a hard time now asking my uh, uh, college kids questions because their answer is usually Google. <laughs> 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 they usually have this little smart aleck remark of, have you heard of Google? Yes. <laughs> okay. So, so I guess uh, if you got access to the internet, maybe my kids are right. Google. Google. Okay. 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 So well, not everything you see on the internet is it's true. true. That, that is true. true. A that lot is true. Out there. I okay. remember that. You ain't lied. It's a whole bunch of fake news. Yeah. <laughs> so where should someone start to gain control or he's to fi- you know financial wealth? Because you just you did say Google, huh. but it's so much on the internet. It it doesn't. If it's kind of like if you I guess if you pay or use a technology that puts you on the first of Google, you you find the information when you first open up the Google. But so, you gotta have the, you need to probably be asking the right questions to figure. Out and what even you if you need. do write the first, even if you do um, answer, I mean, ask the right questions. There's so much. You could be on you could be on the internet all day. Yeah, I, I guess um, you know. So your question, I think it's a good question is. Where does someone start to get financial control or financial independence? And you know what? Um, I think the best way to understand that is you've got to understand yourself. Everybody's different. And you're Mm -hmm. going to have to ask yourself some questions. And you need to give yourself some really honest answers. So the first thing I would ask you to ask yourself is, how do you define financial independence? Because I'm going to define it differently than you. Uh, you know, it may be that you want to travel the world. That's your financial independence. It right. could be I want to live out on a farm, which is totally different. Right. Know? So first thing you got to find out about yourself is how do I define that? Okay. And after that, you need to ask yourself, what is my current financial situation? Where am I? If, you, if you're trying to go somewhere, you need to know where you're starting. 
And you gotta have a map. Yeah, you gotta have a map. Exactly. And if you have a map, you need goals. So what are my financial goals? Right. Okay. Um, this is a tough one. What am I willing to change? And what am I willing to give up? That is, that is those a tough are, That's a really tough one. That's a big self. You know, I don't know. You yeah. gotta look inward. And you gotta answer that honestly. And it's okay to say, I'm not willing to give anything up. And that means you're not that's willing okay. to change. That's, well, well, you're not gonna no, you, you, know, you can still not willing to give anything up, but you've got to, you, you, we'll talk about that. But there's okay. some things you're gonna have to do. <clears throat> Maybe, you know, you still gotta make some changes. Um, are there any challenges in my ways or something standing in my way? Some people may have some toxic relationships that are causing them to spend. or So you have to, once again, be honest with yourself. And is there something in my way? Right. Okay. Um, and then am I willing to make a plan and am I willing to work? I think that's, that's, that's I think it's super very important. Because right. if you're not willing to work, then, then what are we here for? Yeah. Right. It's like you wasted my time wasting yours there too. There's no plan for yeah. the park. Yeah, you're right. right. So I guess I didn't give a firm answer, but where do you start? Yeah, you start with yourself. Okay. okay. So on that note, Juanita, where what is a good what do you think a good place to start is like right away? Right away. Same. Um I would say you don't have to have your complete plan in place right away. It's kinda of like an exercise program. Okay. okay. You're gonna to want to start small. And slow. Right. Because if you, if you go too fast, you're going to run the risk of injury or burnout. Okay? And your big goal might be financial independence, but then it's like anything else. It's going to take a series of small goals to get you there. So I would say the, the first place to start may be really to, to uh, understand your financial situation or what we're going to call net worth. Okay. 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 Um, do you all know what net worth is? No. Well, can no, you tell, tell us? Me. Tell sure. us. Yes. Tell I'm not really sure. Uh, your net worth is you add up all of your assets and you subtract all of your liabilities. Okay. So your assets are going to be things like the cash you have on hand in your pocket, the okay. cash in your checking account, any okay. investments. You might own stocks and bonds. You may own a car. You may own a house. Okay. So those are your assets. Okay. Your liabilities are what you owe. You okay. owe credit card debt. Okay. You owe a car loan, a mortgage. Uh, anybody you may owe money to personally. Okay. So basically, that's your equation. Okay. Assets minus liabilities equal your net worth. Okay. And your net worth is basically your balance sheet. You know, people think of, oh, only companies have balance sheets. No, no, no. you do too. So, and I think it's always important to know how, what is your net worth? I, I, I find it amazing if people come to me and ask, I always ask them the question, you don't necessarily have to tell me, but... Andre, what's your net worth? Do you know it? No, I do not. I don't. I don't know mine either. No, I pretty much. I, I'm a little. You uh, know yours. I hope you I, know I kinda, yours. I'm, I'm really. <laughs> I'm really bad. I, I kind of know mine every day. Yeah, you're yeah. every day. About it. Yeah, my husband. He probably um, doesn't. I mean, you know what? I've gotten better in life about not. Especially with the with, if the stock market ever goes up significantly or down significantly, I, I tend to look at it, which I would advise you not to. <laughs> <laughs> but you really should know what your net worth is. And many times people equate wealth to high income. But that's not really, you know, income is on the income statement, not on the balance sheet. Because okay. just because somebody makes $250,000 a year doesn't mean they have a positive net worth. You can oh, either you can have, have a positive you can, you or can, negative. Yes. I didn't know Oh, yeah. Okay. If you owe more money than what you're worth, than what, you're worth, than yeah. what assets you have, you have what's known as a negative net worth. 
So say you made two fifty, but you're living in a six hundred thousand dollar house. You're no, and it's wow. not. Is that what you're talking about? Well, I'm just saying that if your house. Well, here's one thing: your house. If you if you have a house that's worth six fifty, okay, but you owe seven hundred on it, oh. you're you're negative. You're you're called you're you're what's called upside down. Yeah, right. Well, Sometimes people get upside down in a car. Be very careful because those yeah, car dealerships what? love to roll that. Upside down into a new loan for you. Yeah. So five years or something. Yeah. Note yeah. to self: and they want to buy. I'm going to talk to Juanita. They're <laughs> <laughs> like, "Should I need to buy this?" Like, no, Nyetta. Okay. <laughs> and so you know, find find your number. You know, okay. find your number, and when you find your number, you might say, "Well, I really like this number, or I don't like it." And so, set a goal for yourself, and that okay. goal could be, "I want to be have a net worth of a hundred thousand dollars in five years." That's okay. a goal. That's a goal. That's a goal. Okay. Yeah. I like this. So, how do you work on your goals like that? Like how you like when you're saving? Because that's that's a really good question. Like you're you're working all these jobs. You have for prime example, let's say that you work three jobs. Mm-hmm. Okay, how would I save from the from the three jobs that I have if I need to have those three jobs to even have a you know for me to pay my bills? That's a, 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 all. These are great questions. Another great question. Um, before you can save. You have to understand your budget. Okay. And what that means is, where does your money go? Okay. Um, and it's, some of these questions sound so simple, but if, once again, if we're really honest with ourselves, we have to look at where does our money go? Everybody has expenses. They have usually two types. Okay. Fixed and variable expenses. And both of those make up their budget. Which one is more important, the fixed or the um, budget? You know, it, it kind of depends. Let's talk about the, the type of expenses there are. Okay, so okay. a fixed expense is going to be your rent, okay. your mortgage, okay. um, your insurance for your car, for your house, utility bills because you but, have to have electricity in your Are house. those considered fixed because of the same price every month or because you have to have them? They're considered fixed because you have to have them. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's a very good question. Think of them as needs. Yeah. Okay. Needs okay. and wants, right. basically. Okay. A car loan okay. payment, a vehicle insurance. Not everybody has these, but I would recommend that you need life insurance, disability insurance, health right. insurance. Right. Um, debt payments. If, you're, if you owe credit card debt, you, you got to pay it. Otherwise, they come after you. Yeah. Uh, variable expenses are things like groceries. Okay. Uh, gas, parking, if you got to park where you'd work, clothes, shoes, uh, daycare, eating out, entertainment, tobacco, cigarettes, uh, alcohol. I think you need that alcohol. We're going to, um, not, I don't, I think that's a need. That's a need. Well, that's, <laughs> I think it's a need. Now, <laughs> I, I've had somebody tell me that buying a lottery ticket is a need. Oh, okay. Yeah, but I would tell you that's variable. Um, okay. Also, too, I, now, ladies, I, I've got to go here. And that is hair care, salon services, cosmetic. Those are all variable costs. And so, as we talked about before, if, if a fixed cost is a need, right. then a variable cost is a want. Right. Okay? So, we're saying so I you want need to a place home. to live. You don't need to get your nails done. So, let's talk about this. I, you know... <laughs> I'm looking at Juanita um, in a not nice way because that is, look, I am a woman of color and I always say this so you guys can get this. That is a need. Can you hear about the hair? What? Are you talking about your hair? Yes. Natural is a good way to go. No, I'm, look, you know, let's like, let me have your hair and you get my hair for a month. Let's see how you're going to, 
how you're going to come out. You'll be like, please, Nayada, can you please give my hair back? Okay. Oh, okay. I'm, I'm being honest. Because right. it's the hair care game is like, it's it's a need. Okay. You, so you have you remember to what we talked about knowing yourself. And, and the most important thing is honesty. So you can say, I and, and this is okay, my hair is more important than the kind of car I drive. There we go. I'm going to tell you why. Right. When you go, this is a prime example. When you go in for a job interview. Mm-hmm. Okay, and they want you to have to look a certain way. They want your hair to be in place. They want, if you know, it just depends on the job. They want your nail care. They want cert. They want nail care, Nyetta. Hey, hey. How about clean nails? Whatever, clean nails, <laughs> nail care. <laughs> if they want a person to look a certain kind of way, I agree. Right. I not agree. So, I agree. in order for you to get the job that you need to provide the things that you need, you have to have. You have to be groomed. So hair care, you know, the weave, I can understand that weave down your back. Ladies, you don't need that. But a good a nice perm to make to keep the maintenance of the hair, that's different. Okay. So uh Renata, we're that. going to allow her to place her hair care into the fixed column. Well, Thank she's you. gonna put some of her alcohol then. Well, yeah, maybe, maybe she could, yeah, yeah. She was unwilling to move the alcohol. I she was. So there's two. Well, maybe she'll change her mind a little bit. Right. Oh my Sounds like a... greenbacks in the bank, girl. Okay, okay. So we got to yeah, make so... some choices. See, and this is a great discussion because what? when I talk to people... We're going to slow down that long. Yeah, <laughs> and we get... Um, it, and it's interesting. You know, I'm not going to divulge my age, but I'm at a little bit here. Um, <laughs> I never got a pedicure... Until I was maybe in my mid thirties. Okay. Now, was that because of work you started getting them, or? Um, you know what is I, I as I mentioned, I grew up uh, in a very different. It was to me something I could do myself. Yeah, I didn't do it. Until I, I didn't do it, and it was a luxury. I think somebody would give me a gift. Yeah. Of, of a gift card. I, I, I went. I was like, wow, this is really nice. I like this, but it was a treat, and I only started doing it. When I had earned my money, mm-hmm. I had money set aside, and doing that treat wasn't going to adversely affect my financial situation. Right, right. I'm a little concerned in today's world when I go to a nail salon and I see the number of teenagers there. Oh, they I agree. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. I agree. Yeah. Creating a, a, you know, it's like this is not reality. This is not reality. It's not reality. When I see that, I, I, I'm, that I'm concerned about that too because you shouldn't be 12 getting a petty and many. Yeah. And think you it's should, a must. And think it's a must. They're saying a must. Or, yeah. or drinking Starbucks. I'm just saying. Uh, yes. All those types of things. I agree. Are, yeah. So this is something I think you're going to have, when you look at that budget, and it's, I think what happens when you ask people to look at a budget, uh, they don't want to. They don't they want, don't want, want to, to, and they stop. Yeah. They stop. Yeah. Well, then they start really seeing. If you ever keep all your receipts for a month or so, you really realize yeah, that's where a, your money goes. That's a great way when people... It's easy to go, oh, this is my rent, this is this, and I'll say, well, where's the rest of your money? And, yeah. and you really don't know, so you take a month. Dre, you're right. Take that month, mm-hmm. save every single receipt. And you're going to go, I spent how much at Starbucks? Yeah. And that coffee's good, but is it that good? But you know what's helped me is the the way we have our rankings on our phone. Yes. Oh, yeah. I, I look at that. You know, because you're able to look at the debit card right away, and you can exactly see what you've been spending. And, and that's what I've been doing lately. Like... I really watch what I spit. I've never done this before. I'm always mm-hmm. a, a stickler, but I've been using my credit card because I can keep a track of the finances that I spend. And I was like, oh, help. Yeah, why, what is that? Why? why? <laughs> what, well, yeah. yeah, you know what? And now, and, and, and there's so many great apps out there. There's budget apps, but even your uh, credit card companies, I noticed mine the other day, at the end of the year, they will aggregate or total for you by type, uh, entertainment, 
oh, transportation. Wow. Yeah, I've got two uh, two kids in college, and uh, I was a little shocked at what my Uber charge for the year was. So I had to have a little conversation about well, that. And Uber is expensive, but Uber is also a great tool because you know what I mean. It's saving lives. Yeah, you know what I mean. They're not taking their chances, but I'm, but it does get costly. It, it gets costly. So it's costly. I, I guess the, when they know, surcharge. Yeah. Yeah. Because Uber surcharge? Exactly. Oh, yeah. Yes. They get surcharge. Okay. Yeah. You gotta be careful. We gotta get off Uber. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> Where these kids go to school, I'll drive them. I'll, I'll <laughs> so, I guess when you, if you gotta be diligent on the budget, you gotta understand it. And then, after you figure out how much money you spend, you have to look at your income okay. your, or your paycheck. Does my paycheck cover all my expenses okay. with something left over? And the answer might be yes. That's great. Maybe you can make some cuts to save even more. Okay. Or does my paycheck cover all my expenses? And maybe the answer is no. Now we got a problem. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and remember, there's always two things that you can do. You can cut expenses or you can make more money. Yeah. True. Okay. Yeah, that's true. So, and you can do both. Um, but you that's know, a win-win. If that's you if, if you can yeah. do both. I mean, it's easy to say, but you know, these I, I understand that it's not. Well, probably hard. like Juanita, like myself, I have kids in college. When you have other people spending your money, it's a little harder, also. Yes. Because yeah. they have wants and needs that are very different from your wants and needs. Right. But you got to try to keep them in check as well. So, what would be your kind? Of, what do you, how do you? What would be your advice for kids? You know, keep them on uh, budget or let them. I think that, and then we're going off a little bit here, but everybody's got a different parenting style. And I would uh, remember what my parents told me. Um, don't spend more than you make. So I yeah. think uh, I encourage people that their their kids, their their health, if they're healthy, they should be working. I think oh, they I should. Think so too. Too. I think they should too. Uh, I mean, I, if, if you can afford to help them pay for college, by all means. What kind save. of What kinds of savings should I have? Retirement, college, what's... You know, I get asked this a lot too, and it's interesting because... Many times, especially when someone first has a baby, their first question is, should I get a college fund? And I'm, let's take a step back. So my okay. first question is always, do you have an emergency fund? Which is important, yeah. yes. So the very first thing you should save for is an emergency fund. An emergency fund is nothing more than a stash of money that you have set aside for unexpected financial surprises. So how much should you put back for your emergency fund? Should you... Most financial advisors recommend that you should put a minimum of six months. Uh, I believe Susie Orman, who m most people know, I think she actually recommends seven to nine. So, and once huh. again, that budget comes into play because how do you know how much to set aside if you don't know your budget? Right, <laughs> that's true. So I would say that, um, you know, at a minimum, six months of your living expenses. Okay. Of those so is that, does, do you mean like rent... Yeah, rent, not thing. food and stuff like that. Well, I, I'd say a basic amount of food. Okay. And you know, we, I would tell you that groceries is variable. Oh, and you're gonna yeah. say to me, well, but I got, I have to eat to live. Yes, you do. You don't have to eat salmon or no. lobster. Right. No, you don't. You can eat ramen tuna noodles. Tuna in the can. And tuna in the can. Okay, tuna, okay, tuna, tuna in the can. can. Okay, so okay. that's why I, <laughs> that's why I put that in a variable expense okay. because okay. you can control what you buy. Okay. Okay. You may okay. not like what you're eating, but 
So, but what about eating healthy? Because, you know, just because you are budgeting, I think it's important. You want to continue to stay healthy. So, you don't want to continue to eat carbs and there's some kind of way around that. That is something, too, that I think it's so tough in America today because eating healthy is expensive. It is. And I think what we're in, in your health is critical to your financial success. If you're not healthy, you can't eat. If you're not healthy, you have high medical bills. Right. And so, unfortunately, there are a great number of people in our country today that are trapped because, you know what, it's pretty cheap to go to McDonald's and eat a dollar burger, but you're kind of shooting yourself in the foot. So, how do I eat healthy if I can't afford Whole Foods? Well... You know, we're, I'm fortunate. I live in Dallas. We're in certain areas. Whole foods, you're eating like tomatoes and lettuce and stuff like that. You're right, the right. Store. Yeah. Uh, you know, I, I don't know. That's a yeah. different different subject. But I would tell you to maybe look for a community garden or a farmer's market. Yeah, those, those are tough tough things to, to answer there. But I would say the biggest thing, you know, back to the emergency fund, everybody needs one because you know what? We all can lose our job. We all yeah. can have a medical emergency. Right. Uh, car breaks down. Yeah. Yes. And. You know, there's some benefits that are so important with an emergency fund. It it keeps your stress level down. If you lose your job or get sick and you don't have an emergency fund, it's going to affect your life something oh, yeah. hard. I'm going to tell Juanita, amen, sister. <laughs> <laughs> because now you have this stress. If you have money aside, and you know, and it, and it affects your family life. It yes. affects your relationships with people. Right. So it just is a, a buffer. It also keeps you, you know, the other thing I tell people, if you're going to have an emergency fund, okay. don't make it easy to access. Okay? Oh, yeah. So make where it, should you put it? Well, don't put it in your checking account. <laughs> right. That's true, right? Right. That's because true. it's too easy to access. Right, right. Put it in a savings account. But you can't I put it in a savings account. Savings and, um, you know, to, in today's technology world, you can have your savings account tied to your checking account. Yeah. I would, uh, I, you know, if, if uh, mine is, but I am diligent. I don't touch that savings account and unless it is an emergency. Okay. Some people say, I'm not good at that. Well, then I would say, go to your bank and uh, don't say, hey, I don't want this tied. Force yourself to have to go up to the bank to withdraw the money. Make gonna, it hard. Because you're going to appreciate yeah. later on. Make yeah. it hard. And the other thing of having um, an emergency fund hmm. is if you do need money in an emergency, you don't have to make bad financial choices, i.e. go to a loan shark, i.e. go to, yeah. you know, pawn your most treasured Possession, yeah, right? Yes. Right. So once again, these emergency funds are. Um, <laughs> <laughs> so you know, back to what should I save for? Before we save for anything, let's get that emergency. Fund. Okay. 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 I like that. Let's get them. Okay. Yeah, let's get the fun going. So, what about retirement savings and how you want if you want to retire early? Uh, yes. What do you call an early? What what age uh, is early these days? I mean, it, you know what? Everything has changed nowadays. It's like uh, the the new forty is fifty. Right. You know, I'm gonna say it's sixty. So <laughs> You're giving your age away. Uh, not, that, not there yet. Not there yet. <laughs> um, you know, everybody has a different. Uh, what does that mean? I think for me personally, um, I worked in a in a very high stressful job for about 24 years. Okay. I stayed in the financial industry, but I have a less stressful. So I am in a form of semi-retirement. And she looks right. 24 over here, ladies and <laughs> gentlemen. Juanita, you don't look a, a, age of, a bit over 30. Thank she you. looks really, really good. So don't we let that her come in here. We need to puff her up. No, I'm not. <laughs> <laughs> but it's true. But it's true. She looks really, really great. <laughs> uh, so, you know, it may be that... Um, you are in a job that you 
took because you need to cover your expenses, but you really want to do some something else, right. you know, so that could be your retiring early. Mm-hmm. Um, I would tell you that retirement, you know, whatever you pick, make sure you save for retirement before you do college fund. Oh, okay. Yes. People make the mistake hmm. of that. When it's time to retire, it's the end of the road. Yeah, You don't have any time left to save, you know. uh, So that's another thing I would tell people. How do you save for retirement? Um, Or how? I guess the first question is, how much do you need for retirement? Most financial advisors would give you a rule of thumb of you typically are going to need about 70% of your pre-retirement income. So basically what that means, if you're making $100,000 a year, you might need about $70,000 a year in retirement. Right. you know, you have to, You the hope is that you're slowing down. You may not have commuting costs. You may not have dry cleaning costs. You know, all, it, it all kind of de- depends on, on your job. Mm-hmm. Um, I'd say if you, you know, you may not know those numbers and most people don't know those numbers. I'm going to give a website here that I want everybody to write down. Okay, I'm writing it down too. <laughs> choose to save.org. So choose, C-H-O-O-S-E. T-O-S-A-V-E dot org. Okay. This is just a phenomenal website. What it is, it's a website full of calculators. And I'll pull it up for you guys right here. Okay. You have automobile calculators, bond, budget, oh. college, oh, wow. retirement. There's even one healthcare calculator. I need to listen oh, wow. two years ago. <laughs> now, I did do this one the other day. It's called their life expectancy calculator. And okay. i, I got to be a little... Is that, a, what, is that asking questions about your health? Yeah, I had to go through about a series of five pages of questions. And I'm oh, a little wow. concerned because based upon my health and my family's um, life expectancy, mm-hmm. evidently I'm going to live well into my 90s. Oh, so, well, that's gosh. good. Well, that's what you would say that's good, but um, all my financial <laughs> models are based on me kind of kicking off at 85. Okay. Uh, so, oh, wow. Oh, I don't, you know, you got to pick a number. You know, it, it's, it's difficult, but it's like um, now I'm, and then I thought about it, you know, my father lived to 91. I have a grandfather to 103. So those are... Because what's going to happen when you look at the retirement calculator, okay. it's going to ask you your life expectancy. So that's huh. why they supplied a life expectancy oh, calculator. Okay. I want to do that. You too. Yeah. You want to do that. And so then, yeah. now you say, I want to, I, I may live to, now, here's the good news. My husband, he's, his is probably going to turn out to be about 75, so that works out <laughs> maybe better for me. <laughs> Oh, I'm kidding. Wait, I haven't done his yet. Sad. I haven't done his yet. <laughs> that's funny. <laughs> So, but these are things, you know, and nobody wants to talk about these things because who wants to talk? But they're, it's important. Okay. And it's then hard to, look, to talk about. Yeah, it. Like, I it's hard, hard to talk, to talk about. about. But this website, yeah. I can't talk enough about this website. Spend a lot of time on it. I'm, there go, are, I'm going to it. Yeah, I, even am, if you're I am. Use it, yeah, yeah most that. definitely. I am. Yeah. Totally am. It's yeah. just like, and they even have an app uh, that's part of the website, but there's just every calculator. Hmm. So, spend the time uh, kind of going on it. So, anyways. Back to retirement. Okay. Okay, so what's my number? Figure it out. Now, if you've got a job, I always tell people, first thing I would do is go to my employer. Do they offer a 401k plan? Okay. Or if you work for a nonprofit, they're called 403Bs. Okay. They're the same type of thing. Okay. And if your employer has a 401k, join, join, join. Okay. Do it first. Because how a 401k works is the money you contribute is contributed pre-tax. It means that it is taken from your paycheck before FICA and federal income taxes. Is okay. Taken. Oh, wow. So you're, you pay less in taxes and once it's in the 401k, it grows tax-free until you take it out. Right. 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 So that. that is, and 
And it's the sooner you can start, the better. Some employers actually match. Oh, that's a good job. I can't tell you how many people I know that, uh, and it depends on the employer, they may match up to the first 6% that you contribute. That's free money. Free, thank yeah, you. You just took money. the words so out of So is the 403B the same thing? Yes, yeah, so the 403B, let's say you work for a nonprofit, like a university, or you work for, yeah. They can set up, but their structure is just a little different part of the tax code. But okay. for the participant, it's the same thing. Okay. Pre-tax dollars, the money that's in there goes to retirement. So okay. a lot of companies, you know, I wouldn't work somewhere if they didn't have a 401k plan. You know, we all don't have that luxury, but if, if you have that... Take advantage of it. Okay. Now, let's say you work somewhere that doesn't have a 401k plan or doesn't have... Now, some companies have pensions, but a lot of companies don't have pensions anymore. Because okay. they're very Just expensive. Just outdated or... Pretty much the only people that still have pensions are government officials. Okay. 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 Um, and a pension is... You don't put money into the pension. Okay. Your employer puts it on your behalf. Right. Oh, right. wow. Yeah. Those are pretty much gone. Yeah, I was gonna say. I mean, there's some oil companies that still have them, but they're they're very expensive to maintain for companies, and so they've done away with those. If you don't have that, then I would recommend looking into an IRA or a Roth IRA, and kind of learn the difference between the two. We could get an IRA is whatever you contribute to it, you get a tax deduction. It's it's taken. You don't pay tax on it. Okay. And when you when you take it out, you pay tax. A Roth IRA, you contribute, and you pay tax on the money you contribute. But then when you take it out, penalized. You, no, when you take it out, you don't pay tax. Oh. So, so you're like, well, why? Which one do I do? If I would recommend to you that if you're in a high income ta- category, you do a traditional IRA. Okay. If right now you're in a low income tax bracket, I'd recommend the Roth. Because go ahead and pay the tax on it now because when you take it out later, you might be in a high tax bracket. It just depends on your situation. Yeah. This is good. It's good. I'm I'm learning a lot. When I no one has ever really set me down and explained it in in this detail and I'm extremely appreciative. And I know everyone everyone is listening. Yeah. (laughs) But but Juanita, what about what about just our social security? Why can't we just rely on that? Yeah. Uh, Social Security. That's that's an interesting one. You know, first, let's, let's kind of take a little bit of history lesson on Social Security. Okay. You know, started in 1935, and it was really just to support elderly people. Okay. And the theory behind it is every worker makes contributions into the system, FICA. Okay. Right? We're all familiar with that. You put in a certain percentage, and your employer matches it. Uh, and then when you retire... You get a check from the government. But what's important about it is the new workers are now paying in. So Social Security is there. And, you know, as of right now, will there be changes to it? Probably at some point. But you have to qualify to receive your Social Security. You have to work 40 quarters. It's a quarter system. Oh, wow. Or 10 years. So 10, 10 years, 10 40 years. quarters? Now, okay. one thing people think is it doesn't have to be 10 consecutive years. Okay. Oh. okay. So let's say you worked eight years and, I don't know, maybe you had children and left the workforce or okay. you got sick and left the workforce. Um, always know where you stand. You can always go back hmm. and make yourself eligible. For so you're it. saying if you don't work the 40 quarters or 10 years, you will not get the Social Security? Is that what I'm saying? So say if you only work 38 quarters? That's correct. Wow. So That's you're, great info. That's right. really great. I never heard of that. So yeah, so if, yeah, if you I want... <laughs> So you got to kind of look at where do I stand? Well, let me tell you, here's another website I want you to uh, write down. 
Okay. www.ssa.gov, G-O-V, slash my account. Okay. Okay. You go there and you you can request your current uh, Social Security statement. And they'll send it to you every year or you can download it every year. And it tells you where you stand. You can go look today. Okay. Do I have enough quarters? Okay. And if you do, it's going to tell you at retirement age. How many quarters you need? No, at retirement age, how much money you can get. Okay, okay. So I brought. What age are they telling? What age is the retirement? Well, once again, you know, the government doesn't make anything easy. But let's just say that if you're born after 1960. Okay. Your full retirement age is 67. Oh, to receive what? the benefit. Yes, yes. Jeez. But you can... You can pay. enjoy retirement at 67? I don't know about you, <laughs> but I know about me, girl. <laughs> now, you can oh, You can so... retire early and take yes. an early retirement date at 62. Okay. okay. Now, how does that work? Uh, it means you get less of a benefit. So, I happen to bring a statement of mine from 2010, just so you can see. So, it tells me at full retirement at 67 what I would get. Um... Uh, and down here at 62, look at the difference. Oh, wow. Jeez. That was a right. big jump. Yeah. Big jump. But sometimes it may make sense. Let's say, Remember that life expectancy calculator? Yes. Maybe based on my family history, I'm, I'm one of these people that's not going to live that long. Right. I may want to take it at 62 because <laughs> there's five years I get to get it before I get to 67. Everybody's different. You okay. just have to. And maybe at 62, you don't have enough and you do need to get it. Right. Basically, whatever you would get at full retirement is reduced by about 30%. Okay. So, But the most important thing I tell people is go look, get signed up, ask them to start sending your statements because okay. you need to be aware of what... And also, understand what your politicians are doing because right now, Social Security, um, it's, it's, it's not broken... It's we have a lot of baby boomers getting on Social Security. Right. And everybody's living longer. So it's our it's all of our problems. They weren't expecting that. They weren't <laughs> expecting that. They weren't expecting that. So what it means is they're probably gonna push that retirement age out. Yes. So just to, to older? Yep. Yep. To older. But then you have the people that like my aunt who worked her whole life and then died at fifty six. Huh. She helped the system. Right. Yeah. Right. Uh, hmm. and we're not even talking uh, Medicare. Medicare, I believe, don't quote me, but I think you are eligible for it at 65, which is important because that's a huge cost. So Hmm. to answer your question on Social Security, it's there. But once again, just be aware. Make sure you have enough quarters paid in and make sure you, once again, know your number. Um, Yeah, that's really important. Right. So that that helps with your retirement as well. So once you get your emergency fund, once you get your uh, retirement savings, then we can talk about... um, what other kind of savings? You know, some people save for goals like a down payment on a house or a trip to Barcelona or a, or a hair weave. Uh, <laughs> Did you really put a hair weave in? I don't know. Because I might cost. be saving up for me a hair weave. <laughs> yeah, that's a good one. Nigel may just need a, a fund, not called college fund, but hair, oh, hair, weave. A hair fund. <laughs> so what about if you, if you worked for 10 years and then you quit working? Can you still get Social Security? Absolutely. Like, say okay. you just work from 25 to 35, and then you've not worked. Right. You have to make sure you have the quarters, huh. right, and that all of it's been paid in. Don't just say, well, I know I work. Check to make sure there's no problems with the government. Because that's oh, the, yeah. Yeah, because, you know, maybe your employer didn't turn your stuff in. Who, who knows? I just, 
You know, I never thought about that. That's a really, really smart one, Nita. Because yeah, that's in the great what they'll do is you see on my statement, not to give away my stuff here to you. Okay. But they've got, <laughs> they've got year by year. So you okay. can see in 1989 what I paid in. Okay. 19, you know, 2003 what I paid in. Okay. So you can look at that and go, wait, in 1990, I... I paid in more than that. Now, you know, I'm not saying so, there's mistakes, so, but just check. Okay. Make sure you yeah, check. Yeah, that's going to that www.ssa.gov slash my account. Right. right. Okay. You Good. go there, yeah. they're going to ask you some questions, and you can find out right then and there whether you qualify and how much you'll receive. It's kind of exciting. And what's yeah. the other account that I thought was good about the calculator that you were talking oh, this, about? Oh, uh, choose to save. The choose to save. Mm -hmm. I think that's a really great one too. Choose to save. Yeah. I'm gonna. I'm gonna actually do that. Both today. of those we need to do. You yeah. do that one today. I mean, you can actually go crazy because look at all of these calculators. Yeah, look at that. Auto bonus. calculators, and you're like, well, what does that mean? Well, it means uh, there's a calculator on here of should I lease or buy. Or oh, call about gas gas mileage savings. You can right. actually put different cars in and say, if I buy this car versus this car, what's my annual? Oh, oh gosh. Gosh. Is, I mean, is that detailed? It gets, it gets so detailed. You oh, can go wow. crazy on this. Now, some people are like, I don't want to know that because I want this kind of car. But, you know, you... you I want to know. You want to know. There's budget calculators. Um, and, you know, there's apps now that you... And most of the stuff is free. Mm -hmm. But yeah, you I can get trust. a budget app and... Tie it to your debit card, your credit card, and you can look at it. Am I on track for the month? Am I off track? And looks oh, like that's I've, a good yeah, app. Looks that, like I've spent too much on groceries. I need to watch it when huh. I maybe I need to click the coupon. Because <laughs> actually, I do have an app for mileage, which I think is a very interesting. Yeah, those um, are good. I got and I have hour tracker and I have self employed um, tra um tracker. Self employed, I tell you, that's a t so many people that are self employed. Get in trouble with the IRS. Yes. For not paying taxes or just... Well, when you work for a company and you receive a W-2... They right. keep track. They, yeah. with, they take your FICA out and they take your federal income estimate out. It's right. done for you. You're not thinking. When you're self-employed, it's your responsibility. And it's hard because you got to pay the light bill for your company, your gas for your car. You know, right. Let's say you're an electrician and you've got to get to the job. Right. And... You know, you work 10 hours all day. The last thing you want to do is go home and do bookkeeping. Right. That is true. Right. Yeah. Is very so true. then it comes tax time. And when you're self-employed, you have, you're your own employer. So you right. have to put your 7.5% into FICA and your employer. So you got to put 15% in. So oh, if wow. you make $10,000, right. you got to, at a minimum, put in 1500 for FICA. That's true. Right. Mm. So... Self-employed, it's it's great, but there's a lot of bookkeeping and you gotta you know, keep up with it. You gotta yeah. keep up with it, and you could say, "Well, I'll just hire an accountant." Well, you can hire an accountant, but the more that you do, just saves you money because an yes. accountant can uh, be expensive. The, well, a lot of the stuff you can do yourself. Yeah, because there's so many good things today. To, you know, so many programs you can buy. Right, right. So I know we're wrapping up. What, Juanita? Mm -hmm. What? is the last advice that you could give to our listeners? What's your advice that you can give to your listeners? Well, um, you know, I don't know if you want to call it advice or, or a challenge. And I, I think I like challenge. I want to challenge everyone that's listening today is to start. Okay. You know, start with one small goal and stick to it. You know, and it, maybe it's my start is I'm going to determine my balance sheet. What am I worth? Or I'm going to really work on my budget. Or how about I'm just going to look up my Social Security or um, how about I, I'm, I'm going to go throw this one out there. I'm not going to do my nails for six months right? and save that money and put it in an emergency fund. So I'm just going to challenge you to pick one thing. 
Because hmm. once you do one thing, you're going to say, okay, I did that. That wasn't hard. Okay. I can do another. So okay. after you do one, do another and another and another. And I can assure you that the greater handle you have on your financial situation, you're going to feel good. You're going to get confidence. You're going to have less stress. Most stress in any type of relationship, whether it's a marriage or a friendship or college or work, a lot of times it stems from money. It is true. Money puts a lot of stress on people. It does. Oh, trust me, it does. <laughs> Speak from experience. So, yeah, that would be my advice. My advice is challenge yourself. Okay. And start with something. That'd small. be good. Or even challenge yourself to get a better job. And there you make go. More money to make to more money. money. Yeah. To have your financial independence in your life. I like this. I, I, I think I'm going to do it. I, would, I, think, I think I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. Me too. We're going to do it. We're going to do this. <laughs> yeah, We're getting this together. I, I feel bad because there's so much to talk about. And I feel like we just did the tip of the iceberg. So I don't know if people have questions. Maybe we should do another show. Well, you know, oh, yeah, I know that would be great. I, I, I think so too. I really, really think so. I think we're going to have to have Juanita to come on back. I'd love to come back and um, answer these and ask some questions for us. Well, Juanita, thank you so much for thank joining the help show. Dre and I want to say thank you so much and thank you for, you know, giving us your time and thank you for the help. Thank you. <laughs> For more information, visit our website at thehelpshow.com. Thanks for listening and please stay tuned.